I am just furious. It's 9.20 in the morning on Monday. Whoever is doing whatever can go straight to hell. Call me back now or see me in face. And trust me, you won't want that. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the HOA Show. I am the host, Jason Hurst. And joining me on the program today, it is Brian, Kelsey, Mary, and uh, even James, the producer, is uh, hanging out back in his corner there. <laughs> How's everybody doing today? I'm fantastic. See, Kelsey's always the first one to pipe in. And well, you guys just kind of sit there and stare I'm at me. I'm usually a little more uh, outspoken. <laughs> yeah. She's the youngest and most energetic, so we let her go yeah. first. Is that what it yeah. is? Yeah. Oh, okay. I can run on the least really amount of sleep. Ex- she's excited about life still. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't there a saying, he who speaks first loses? Yes. Um, I wouldn't say okay. I'm losing. In I, am, I am not familiar with that, but okay. okay. We'll go with that. That's what I've All always right. been told. Yeah. Okay. All right. So uh, we're going to get uh, to our open topic. We got a guest on the show today. Before we get to that, I wanted to ask an etiquette question real quick. So a buddy of mine, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I needed to move some dirt and he has a pickup truck and he volunteered to, you know, help me move this dirt. So I'm like, great. So we go, we pick up the dirt. We come back to my house and dump it in the backyard. Everything's cool. I say, hey, thanks, man. Appreciate it. He's like, yeah, no problem. We get the little fist bump. You know, and with the understanding that if he ever needed help, I would help him out. Now, he literally lives across the street from me. So uh, I didn't feel that I needed to give him any money for gas or anything like that. He was going to be in the same place I was anyway, and so it didn't cost him any gas. So about a week later, my wife comes to me and she says, you know, I think it would be a great idea if you gave, we'll call him Bill, let's just say. She says, I I think it would be a good idea if you wrote him a thank you card and gave him a gift card for a car wash. And I'm like, uh, but but, but well, I already said thank you, and that we already did that whole thing and whatever. And I'm like, I, now I've learned after 14 years of marriage that when my wife says to me, I think it would be a good idea that we do this, that actually is code for this is what we're going to do and there are no arguments. Yeah, no, yes. you don't get an no, opinion. No, 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 that's I don't, what you're doing. That's right. That's what exactly what we're going to do. Goes. So, I, so I, she, I'm like, okay, great. We got the card. We got the gift card and I wrote the letter or wrote the note, gave it to my friend and I think I just slipped it in his door or whatever and he texts me later and he's like, hey man, thanks for the card but totally not necessary. I'm happy to help you out any anytime, whatever. All right, so I, I got to know. It, Mary... Tell me, is this something you would do? Yes. Okay, Mary is on board with this. I was raised to always go above and beyond. Okay, Kelsey? No. I'm sorry. Kelsey's no. on the no train. Kelsey <laughs> it, says no. They live across the street from you, and you have the understanding. If like they need help, they'll come and ask you exactly. for help, and you said thank you. But here's the thing. Your wife said that you needed to do it. She wasn't suggesting you do it. She said you yes, needed to yeah, do I it, know. so you just have to do it. Of course. But, I mean, I, I personally. i got to keep her happy. Yeah, I, I personally. No, yeah. I, I don't think it's necessary. Ryan? I think no matter what, someone's going to lose in, in the situation. <laughs> someone's not going to get what they wanted out of this. And either way, you have to do something. Yeah, I, I, and, and, I, and she made me write that I had to write the note. Right. You know, Did she tell you what to say? No. Okay. No. She, I had to write the note. She has far and away better handwriting than me. My handwriting is like a, it's like a scrawl on this, this card <laughs> to Brian's or whatever. point, ultimately it was you that was going to lose if you didn't do it. So that, you did that, the right that thing. That is absolutely true. Yeah. But right. if you do do it, then you get a comment from your buddy going, why, why'd you do this? Bro code. I'll help you out. You help me out. That's just, it's an unspoken rule see, that we don't need I, a card to exchange I, to make sure that it's valid. Right. And I thought that's where we were at. Right. So I, th- I thought that was, that was good enough right there. So I'm confused because I don't do that, but my wife 
is apparently much more. Uh, Your wife is happy, so you're happy now. That, that's correct. That's right. She's much more concerned or much more on the ball when it comes to etiquette than I am. So I think that we, we kept her happy and, uh, you know, all was good. So got to mention our sponsor of the HOA show. It is homecerts.com, your number one source for resale documents, FHA renewals, and reserve studies. Instantly downloadable for your convenience. Homecerts.com. H-O-M-E-C-E-R-T-S dot com. On that note, let's get into our open topic today. We're going to be talking about student housing. We have a guest on the program, and Kelsey is going to go ahead and introduce him. I am. I have had the pleasure of working with our second Jason now on the show. Um, I have had the pleasure of working with him for a couple years now. Um, He has a lot of experience in student housing. So, Jason, tell us about yourself. Where are you from? How did you get into this? How did you get into student housing, rental management, all that fun stuff? Oh boy, um, I've been doing this for 25 years this year, actually. Oh my He's gosh. a glutton for punishment. Yes, yes, yes. And you're I, only 27. I'm, so. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm. He started fresh out of his mother's womb. It's actually true because I, I, I kind of grew up doing this actually. So yeah, had some family properties and uh, cool. After during college, I took over some management and uh, it kind of just evolved into a career. Um, I have an accounting degree, but I don't tell people that. So. <laughs> But it so has you can it. do my taxes, <laughs> right? It no. I, I hate taxes. <laughs> I think we have a new board treasurer that's somewhere out there. Yeah, that's right. it, it has helped actually a lot with the property management. So yeah, so I kind of got involved in some family properties and have just taken the business and we've grown from there. How did your family get started in? You said you got got it from your family. How did your family get started in student housing? Was there a specific event or thing that made them go, "This is what we want to put our investment money into"? Uh. We have a couple properties, but the it actually did start with my grandfather, funny enough. Um, he ended up in an investment, and it's just been in the family ever since, and so we kind of keep buying each other out of it and taking over and so on. So. Well, yeah, I think when we when we first met, you you had several properties at a property that we managed the homeowners association for, and that's where we first met. Was was a similar thing? You had taken over for uh, family members or an investment that Correct. they had transferred, and so you had all these properties. How many? You had what six, seven rentals? Uh, or there something? were ten units in that complex that I. That was a bit of a project when I <laughs> when I got involved in that property. So yeah, so student housing. I, I bet there's a lot of stories that go along with student housing over yes. a 25-year career. Yes, all kinds, good, bad, and ugly. <laughs> well, we only want the bad and the ugly. No good stories on it. Oh, wait. Oh, we want good stories. Never mind. Student housing is always kind of an interesting section within homeowners association, within rental management, because you've got students who kind of the first time away from the house, they're moving into one of your properties. Exactly. And mom and dad aren't around to uh, correct some bad behavior or bad decisions. And- you know, I remember when I when I turned 18. You guys remember when you knew everything when you were 18, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, for me, yeah. that was only about five years ago, so I still <laughs> mostly know everything. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> for see, me, it's still riding that high. That's the thing. I'm old enough now, so when I was 18, I knew everything, and then I realized right shortly thereafter that I didn't know everything, and now I'm old enough uh, that I'm back to where I do know everything again. See, so, see, so we're well, on the same page then. Yeah, pretty much. We both much. know everything. Yeah. After okay. you uh, send your kids off from home, they you send them to me, and I finish raising them. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> somebody's gotta cleaning checks the whole bit so 18 i was i was on top of the world i had i was a senior in high school i had a 1967 camaro and i was the assistant manager at the local auto parts store uh, where i grew up in california 
And it was great because I, I would take all my paycheck. I didn't have to worry about rent. I was living at home. I didn't have to worry about food because there was always some in the fridge. And, you know, there's always a hot meal at dinner. Mom always cooked me a nice, nice little meal. So I was on top of the world. And then my world got rocked when my parents decided that they uh, wanted to get a divorce. And my mom looked at me and said, here's your ultimatum. You can either go off to college and I'll pay for everything or you're kicked out of the house and you're on your own. Wow. Well, that was my ultimatum. Wow. Thanks, mom. And I go, okay, I'll think about it. She goes, great. You got till the end of the day. Oh, (laughs) spectacular. She wanted answers real fast. So I I agreed and I said, you know what? I think college sounds like a really good thing for me. So I I got in my car. I drove out to Utah. She had found a a community college that had open enrollment. So I I drove out here. This was in the 90s. Drove out here. Your grades weren't good enough to get into a real university. Shockingly (laughs) enough, I had a 4.0. Oh. Oh, good. Whoa. Uh, I no had a 4.0. I in did. high school? In high school. I got wow. the plaque right up there wow. when you walk out the door of, of the studio. I'm 4.0. I kept I'm going to have to check that out. I didn't even see it. So I had great grades. I just, you know, it was at a time in life where I parents were fighting. I had a... I had a 67 Camaro. Who could need anything more, right? I had everything I needed. Why do I need to go to college? I already have everything I want. I got a fast car. I got my buddies and life was great. And so... I drive to the community college. I pay my 20 bucks and for the application fee, it was gotcha. $20. Okay. And the lady behind the desk goes, would you like your acceptance letter now? Or do you want us to mail it to you? I said, I'll, I'll take it now. <laughs> <laughs> so she grabs a pre-printed form. Oh yes. She goes, what was your name again? Oh. I tell her my name. She writes it in a Sharpie, nice and big uh, on it. And I awesome. call my mom from the payphone across the hall and I go, Hey mom, I got into college. <laughs> Next step, I go, I got I got to find a place to live. My mom would give me some money for a deposit, so I, I picked up the local thrifty nickel, went through the ads, and found a apartment that I thought looked good. The price was right. Met the landlord, went over, looked at the unit, looked great, price was right, gave him my money, gave him my deposit, and everything was great. Now, the interesting thing that I, I was so excited to, to move into student housing, but the interesting thing is when you're moving into student housing, you don't know who your roommates are going to be. Unless right. you bring all of your roommates right. to fill a unit, it's kind of a crapshoot. It's roll the dice. and we call The kids today call it randoms. Randoms. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. awesome. So I didn't know what randoms I was going to meet. And I, I, you know, there was four, four beds in this, uh, in this unit and I was one of, one of four. And met my roommates. They were nice guys. You know, it was a little awkward, obviously, sure. when you're meeting some brand new person that you've never met before. And sure. all of a sudden, you're, they're going to, you know, be able to watch you sleep. you got to be comfortable That's with them. kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we're hanging out, having a good time. You know, and, and it, was, it was great. My perception of college and student housing was, you guys ever seen the movie Animal House? Oh, yes. <laughs> okay. So my dad showed me I that movie of those. before I went off to college. He goes, this was my college experience. <laughs> I went to university. University of the Pacific. I was in this fraternity. You're going to have a great time. And I'm going, this, this is going to be great. Sorry. So you picked Utah to come and have a great time. That was your idea of what place to come to. My options were a little bit limited considering I didn't apply to a single college. Okay. And and I got this ultimatum with one day notice. (laughs) So it seemed like the best option at the time. You know, we, we had we had a decent amount of parties. I was always meeting new people. Every day was a new thing. You know, I, I had a couple friends who lived uh, like at the, the larger colleges dorms right. um, on campus. And we were in off-campus housing, off-campus student-approved housing. It was okay. Like I said, it, it was it was a new experience, meet new people. It all came to a head one day. This is about a month after I moved in. And I come home and there's two other guys in our apartment with my two roommates. And they're sitting at the table. And as soon as I open up the door, it just goes silent. Like they were having a good time before I came in. I come in and it goes silent. Oh. 
I'm like, this is this is weird. So I walk in, walk around the corner, and there's four dudes sitting at the table cutting up a big pile of booger sugar on the kitchen table, oh, like divvying no. it up. Nice. And I, I'd never been around anything like this sure. before. Had no idea. I'm sorry. What can we go back to what you just <laughs> called that? <laughs> I have Pixi- not heard that term before. I haven't either, Pixi but dust. I love it. Oh, okay. <laughs> White powder. Ground up Smarties. Yeah, they're they're gonna bake cookies. They were cutting up the flour proportions okay. on yes. the table. Perfect. Yes. Thank okay. you. Just booger right. sugar was a new one for me. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so I kind of freak out. Like I was, I was nervous. This is, this is a new thing for me, you know, coming from mom and dad's place to all of a sudden now I'm an adult. Now I'm supposed to make adult decisions. You know, I have no parents looking over my shoulder. I'm ready to spread my wings and make some bad decisions as an, as an 18 year old kid. <laughs> and it clearly went above my head right out of the gate. So I, I freaked out and you know, what do you do? What do you do as a student? Like you, I, I didn't want to have to rely on mom and dad to help me out. I, I was a big boy. You right. know, I made this decision. I'm on my own. I can do this. Right. So I go to my landlord and he goes, sorry, you're in a contract. And I go, well, but, but this is going on. Why, why won't you help me? And he goes, I'm sorry, you're in a contract. If you want to sell it to someone, you can sell it, but I'm not letting you out of this contract unless you can prove that, you know, your roommates were doing something illegal. And it wasn't like I was running in there with a, with a, camera you sure. know going with a polaroid camera and take a picture and show it to him can you stand really still for me while i take <laughs> right. this picture so Smile. i can show them thank you <laughs> and the landlord said no i ended up going to the management company over the hoa they said that's not our problem you got to deal with your landlord and so everyone was throwing up all these roadblocks and i just felt like kind of a helpless 18 year old kid who was stuck in a bad situation with Tough. you know some drugs going on inside the house and i didn't know where to go so a friend actually suggested that I go talk to the honor code uh, at the college because it, even though I wasn't going to the college, they still had some rules over student housing and what you could or couldn't do within student housing. Right. Finally ended up that they let me out of their contract and I was I was free. I ended up going to live with my buddies in the dorm rooms. I wasn't even going to college at this college, but I was living in the dorm rooms at the college underneath my buddies' bunk beds. It was awesome. <laughs> it was just a little awkward because everyone knew each other there in the dorm. So I always, I would go across the hall and down one level to shower and everyone would be like, who are you? Who's this weird dude coming in to shower? So I'd always pick different places. This went on for months. I'd pick different oh places gosh. to shower because I didn't want to get ratted out or sure, get kicked right. out. I had free rent and... It was great. A little awkward, but it was great. I, I didn't tell my mom that I was getting free rent, yeah, though, I, so the rent checks kept yeah. coming. There and you go. You use that there to buy a, a dirt bike and a snowboard later on. That was on. always nice. Yeah. yeah. But That's it was nice. student housing was, was a trip. I'm sure you've seen quite a few of those or, or quite a few interesting stories of, of having to parent a student who all of a sudden they're on their own and now they're calling you for their problems. Yeah. One time I had, funny enough, two brothers that were in one of my units and I'd, I'd heard there were some problems and conflicts and these, you know, normally it's between two randoms, right? That don't get along or you randoms. stole my girlfriend. I love that. You, uh, awesome. you know, but these guys, they were very volatile. And so one day I get a, I get a call and you better get down here quick. And I go down there. I mean, furniture flying across the room, blood, oh, no. fists. And they, I, I, I come up to the door and literally the front door comes open and they came rolling out, brawling on the lawn I mean, everybody stands around. It's an MMA thing. And <laughs> I'm like, I'm not, I'm not going to get, you know, yeah, what am I supposed to do? Out. I don't want to touch anyone or <laughs> get, just you get know. the check. <laughs> yeah. And so anyway, a couple guys jumped in and broke it up. But that, that was, I, I, I think, I think it was about $2,000 damage inside. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. These guys oh, had just been going to town and, uh, and they were brothers. So luckily I only had to make one phone call to the same parents. <laughs> so you called um, the parents. Oh yeah. On that one, you know, so. Yeah, I'm assuming they didn't get their deposit back. They they paid for everything. Okay. So, oh, so that's good. Yeah, that, that was an interesting one. 
That's a question that I had. I was thinking about, you know, with these young people, obviously they don't have established credit and established history of rentals and things like that. How do you handle those people? Do you get co-signers on all of your contracts? No, because generally no. Um, and and most of the time, it, it kind of depends often. Well, more and more lately, we get checks or rent from trust accounts because 20 years ago, back when we were young, you know, a lot of parents were told, start setting college money away for Johnny. And, and so that's really nice. And our, our collections are phenomenal. Student housing is kind of a lucrative thing, actually. That's a little secret. So <laughs> that's a hidden trade secret <laughs> back there. Okay, then. Uh, and, and, but no, let I me write that down. Student housing. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. We don't have parents cones cosign normally. So, um, bad debt, honestly, is not, not one of the, not a big problem have. in that's our industry. Good. So that's good. That's always um, cool. Young enough, they haven't made a lot of bad decisions with their credit right. yet. Yeah, yeah. We, we just don't deal. I, I, we don't have too many problems like that. Um, so I know when I when I was in college, so I lived in dorm. I never was in campus housing, but we had a guy's dorm, and then there was a girl's dorm that was attached on the other side. And it was like you went in the guy's dorm, and the guy's dorm was like really – I mean, you know, there were some crazy things that happened here and there, you know, whatever. But for the most part, you know, guys, you know how guys are. We, If we have a problem, we'll beat it out of each other real quick and yep. then shake hands and go away. And go over to the other side of the girls' dorm and literally, I mean, there's just like, if there's a problem, I mean, there's just like hair pulling going on and like cat fighting just, I mean, all kinds of crazy stuff. So that's what I, that's my question for you. What have you seen? Are, are the guys crazier or the girls crazier? Yeah, so, well, <laughs> so that's yes. A yes. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll go with that. Actually, so, so I got a girl story here. Two, you know, you've, I mean, I've got six, six kids share, I call them kids, they're adults, six kids sharing a refrigerator or, you know, oh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, they're sure. all sharing these quarters, right? And uh, this uh, one time we had uh, a girl comes to our office and she said, Someone's eating my yogurt. <laughs> and I don't know who. And I went, Well, well. Okay. Probably well, one of your roommates. That was one of the times I was like, what do you want me to do about this? And so I said, I, I don't know what to do. Just you guys work it out, figure it out. You know, so she, she took matters into her own hands. And I learned a few days later what Ipecac was. Oh, oh man. And so. I have no idea what Ipecac is. You don't know what Ipecac is? No. Oh, Brian. Oh, <laughs> Brian. Please. So. Uh -huh. <laughs> So she put some Ipecac in the yogurt and quickly found out who was eating her <laughs> yogurt. Ipecac is an ingredient that you can put in things. It's a syrup, and it causes you to immediately vomit. Yeah, oh, it's real quick. It's like a medicine. They back in the old days, they used to they used to give it to the kids when they were sick to to so try and get them to, to throw get them up, vomit, to get them yeah. throw up, so that they could get rid of whatever was inside of them. Yeah. You know, yeah, and, and maybe even violently. So yes, oh, yes. yes. I feel like normal the normal approach to those. Types of things is more like laxatives is a more common one I've heard. Yeah, that would be the subtle way to find out. Yeah. Who's I want to know now. I would <laughs> just know immediately. Maybe it's just a yogurt. security camera, you know, like a ring That's or something. No. I mean, no. come on, no. That's too easy. Yeah. So, so this was a uh, and and I had I got phone calls from parents on that one too. Oh, oh boy, multiple parents. Uh, just the one who <laughs> ingested the epic Who violently uh, threw up. And of course, that was, you know, my fault. Of course. Yeah. Anything that happens in a student property, it's It's your fault. fault. Yes. Yeah. Why did you allow her to put the epic <laughs> you know? So that is one thing I with student management. I didn't give it to her. In, in managing these, these randoms. It's always better when you get a group of friends that are all chilling in a random apartment together. That's great. That's, that's 
kind of our bread and butter. But so, so her yogurt was never touched again. Then problem solved. Uh, they didn't live together after that. I would assume okay. not. <laughs> I would assume not. That's yeah. kind of a drastic way to find out who's stealing your yogurt. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> All you kids at home. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so here's the thing, though. I've heard Brian tell stories from like when he's been in college and he had really great like crazy, very stereotypical college boys. So having, I feel like girls are probably a little bit more petty and they go about things with cat bit, yeah. bites and all of those And Ipecac in the yogurt. In that, you know, violently throwing up. But I feel like boys are the ones that you probably catch for a little bit more rowdy behavior and a little bit more out there type behavior. Well, back in the day, we, you know, we'd find porn in the dumpsters or all kinds okay. of those kinds of things, <laughs> yeah. you know. I mean, today now it's very subtle and... No one, you know, knows what's going on, but <laughs> the evidence. So, so that was evidence an issue. With digital phone. trash bins. That's right. Now it's but, all but in, the you know, units the in general. The men, t- the you know, the men kind of do trash them a little bit more, so they're not as clean. But I have to say, on par, men are dirtier than women in a cleanliness sense. But a dirty girl is dirtier than the dirtiest. Oh girl. yeah, and for sure. I mean, hairspray, makeup can just destroy a unit. So. So do you have any places that you manage where they are allowed to share male-female dorms? Um, no. So how often have you caught people in dorms that are not supposed to be in said dorms? <laughs> yes. uh, yeah, one of our properties is uh, near an institution where we'll call it Title IX, but they do sex separation. So, you know, uh, we were doing inspections one day and I uh, walked in, knock, knock, you know, maintenance came in and no one's there. So we're proceeding to do our inspection and I always tap on the bedroom door to any closed door you always tap tap right Brian and so good protocol that's right no answer but we just poked our head in and oh boy walked in the door and it was on when I say it (laughs) this is a PG-13 podcast so we can kind uh, of figure out what it was yeah so that was happening and I just said I'm sorry and excused myself Uh, the funny part of the story with that one was afterwards my office is on the property there in in that particular property and I get a little tap tap at the door and young woman in tears proceeds to (laughs) beg me to not say anything to anyone I say sweetheart look I this I'm this is your business but it's a little complicated due to the nature of this but she proceeded to tell me all of her problems and how this had started and how long it had been going on and why it had happened. and Oh, no. Unsolicited uh, answers to a question that you didn't ask. <laughs> exactly. And She's even, confessing to you like you're a priest. Well, funny enough, yes, exactly that, and proceeded to ask for some uh, <laughs> forgiveness that She's I'm... asking for absolution. ...wasn't authorized to offer. And uh, I said, look, you know. So, yeah, that was fun. You probably get that... More than once, though. You've probably encountered crazy stories like that more than once. Well, that was a personal one for me that I actually walked in on. But in in those properties, it's more people reporting other people. Nice. Engaging Mm. in. So do you, like, as a property manager for these, do you report to, like, honor codes of That's what I was going to ask. Because, like, do you feel an obligation? Do you have to? Is there an obligation? It's it's kind of complicated at this particular university. Um, Yeah, we're we're supposed to report honor code violations. And, you know, a lot of people make fun of it and tease it, but it's actually a a really cool thing in the the long run, and it really helped. There's some ground rules that help provide a, a good climate and atmosphere 
So Brian's mother can rest assured that there won't be cocaine on the table <laughs> yes. or, or booger sugar. Booger sugar on the table. Comes. And so we, we really do try to foster that environment and provide that for our tenants. Uh, it is true, though, thinking about when you talk about randoms, when you go and you move in with a bunch of random people like Brian did, it is kind of nice to have that assurance that there are there is somebody looking out for it, you it or is. for it your really child. Is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Have you had to shut down any parties? Oh, yeah. Any, like, oh, yeah. super crazy fun ones? We've had, um, oh, I can't remember the name of it. What What do they call you're young. What, what are the <laughs> giant parties called? Rave. Rave. Yeah, something like that. I think it was 30, 30, 40 people bouncing up and down oh, all yeah. at once and a couple floor joists cracked. How'd they oh, fit? Wow. Oh, yeah. How'd they fit? Those are not They like weren't social part. distancing. Companies. Okay, well. <laughs> were, uh, That's hard uh, as a property owner, though, to be the enforcement enforcement for the, the institution also, to, to have that duty to report it. But it, it's know, it's, a, back it's a double-edged sword. It is it is tricky, but it's actually rewarding in yeah. the long run. And when when you have that good reputation in these particular properties, um, the the parents appreciate it. The tenants yeah. on par appreciate it. Well, oftentimes it's it's usually what one or two people, or it's exactly. one person that's causing a problem, and it makes everyone else feel uncomfortable. Exactly. If it's breaking an HOA rule, if it's breaking an honor code rule, it, that reporting it is important to to make people comply. You know, they exactly. signed up for it with those protections understood. Yeah, yeah. And it's not perfect, but it's better than nothing. Um, How often do you have yeah. to deal with, like, the Bryans of student housing? Subli- <laughs> so you sign one contract and there's eight people living yeah, there. <laughs> that happens a lot. Um, yeah, uh, I just thought of something. One of my neighbors, this was years ago, but he found out what I do, and he said, oh, and he mentioned a property, and he said, yeah, I remember when we were kids, or when I lived there, we punched a hole through one wall and got a bunch of Roman candles and started firemen to the other room oh, with our roommate. And I'm just sitting there going, I know that property. I, you, you did that. That was oh. you. And it was like in the, you know, did you send him in a the eighties? You know. <laughs> so everybody kind of has their story. Yeah. Like they're, they're, I haven't purchased carpet for probably five years and nor will I ever again. I only do LVT flooring now. I love it. Nice. I love it. I, have Which, you had any issues with the second or third floor, though, for people hearing it down below? Because that's one little, of the things a little that we bit, hear. Yeah, it's it's a little bit of a problem with that. They can but, buy rugs. They're fine. Yeah, that, that has been the issue. The, the other issue that it's helping solve, I don't know if you guys know what ESAs are. Oh, yeah. Emotional yes. support animals. Yes. Um, we, we actually just had a unit. Uh, I had a girl move in, and she would literally walk in and started to break out and you know, what's going on, what's going on. Well, so come to find out she's allergic. Two years earlier, I had had an ESA in that apartment. We'd cleaned the carpets, cleaned the couches, done everything. And this girl was super, super allergic. But two years later, that stuff was still in there. And I had, well, yeah, and I had to switch her units and all these, you know, problems that it caused. But wow, they're, they're tricky. They're very tricky. So that flooring is helping solve that problem for us. Have you seen a lot of those where they, they sign the application, move in, don't mention an ESA, don't mention oh, a pet, yes. and then all of a sudden, a week after they move in, they need their emotional support animal. All the time. Really? It, it's that prevalent of a problem? Oh, yeah. But they, they, because why would you mention it in advance? Yeah. Because... You don't have to. Yeah. So that's... How do you guys deal with that? Do you just kind of say, show me a doctor's note and we're good, or... Oh, gosh. This is... It's so complicated. Honestly, we could spend hours and hours on this, but... I mean, yeah, they're supposed to have a... a verified uh, I don't I don't have the 
verbiage in front of me, but but yeah, they have to document that. And and you know, people could go online and go click print, you know, doctor whoever from wherever. <laughs> and so that was a problem and you know, their friend would sign it and so on. And and you know, I, I do have to say with ESAs, there are some very legitimate in many, many, many cases, sure. but in stu- in our particular industry, it's very, very abused. So, well, and I'm sure a lot of parents too are like, "Hey, this is an easy way to pawn my kid and their pet off." So goodbye. <laughs> Say goodbye so to the family dog and, now, and your now firstborn. Now it's your problem. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, hey, Brian's mom did it with him. <laughs> no, she kept the dog. <laughs> just lo- just lost a kid. So she liked the dog better, is what I'm hearing. <laughs> I, I, there was no dispute. I knew that from day one. <laughs> one of the things too we deal with that that. A lot of people don't realize, you mentioned, do parents co-sign, you know, no, not per se on the contract, but oh boy, if they send that rent check, you'd think their name's on the contract because they call, they, you know, Johnny's not going to make his cleaning check today at four. I mean, they just, we we call them helicopter parents, right? I don't know if you guys deal with that. And, Uh and, And so my advice to all the parents out there, let your kids grow up and let them learn that they need to attend their own cleaning checks. Yeah. Uh, but, but it's, it's never fun when parents are calling and solving their kid's problem. It, it really is a problem. So how do you handle like roommate disputes and stuff like that? Like if there's like a really serious problem between two roommates, like are you willing to like move people if necessary or how do you like handle those? Ipecac in the yogurt. But besides <laughs> that. <laughs> Boxing gloves. Yeah. Also a valid one. <laughs> um, yeah, we, we, we just take each problem and try to address it, solve it. Uh, I like to let them come up with their own solution generally. Um, but so you are a if, dad. <laughs> <you know. laughs> we just try to deal with each issue and solve it. Um, I like I said, I like for them to come up with their own solutions. If they can't, uh, the that honor code office offers some help, and they like there's a behavior contract. I know that sounds weird, but so you know they'll agree to some things and like okay, let's sit down and negotiate this, and you'll stop doing this, and <laughs> yeah, you'll agree to not do that, <laughs> and, and, and and if not, yeah, we switch units or. So people around shuffle the deck, you know. Do you have <laughs> advice that might help people going into a new situation where they haven't lived on their own before that might help them kind of know what to expect or um, how to behave in situations where they do have conflict where they may have never had to deal with that before? Any advice for those young people that are you know, just starting it's, out? It's ev- things have changed so, so, so much. I, I, I was actually going to mention this. Um, the, the, the kids today, one, one of the differences today, and I've been doing this a long time, you know, is if there's a problem, you know, think about it. They have a smartphone in their hand, click instant access to anything, any information. So they're used to quick info, quick problems. Here's a problem I want to solve now, 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 right? Even a maintenance issue, you know, like, but I emailed you 68 seconds ago. Why haven't you <laughs> fixed the, you know, the leak? And you're like, okay, so, so you have, you know, my advice is to, slow down, take a chill pill, you know, just, just relax, try to be calm and, and find a solution to a problem. And everything doesn't have to be instant, instantly solved. Cause that's one of the biggest problems I've seen uh, recently. That's so, good advice for all of us. Yeah. Yeah. Take it slow. With student housing, do you have as part of the contract, are you allowed to do unannounced visits? Well, it's, I, I think it's 12 hours notice okay. as a standard. Um, it's a little tricky, actually, because let's say I have six tenants in one property. The, the way I do my rules is, is if once they've given us notice of a, of a maintenance call, uh, uh, you know, or uh, made a call and notice is deemed to have been given, so, you know, I need to come reply 
to that maintenance call. So I don't necessarily wait 12 hours to come. It's like, well, you called five seconds ago. You've given me, you know, authorization to come over and solve the problem. So, but the other five tenants may or may not have known about that notice that they, or authorization, if you will. So that gets a little tricky. And so we're always very, um, you know, formal on knocking and maintenance and et cetera. So, but that can be tricky. Yeah. Well, I would assume if like there's an issue Probably everybody in the unit wants it fixed, especially if it is sure. like a leak. So people are used to be a l- probably a little more forgiving of you coming yeah. over to help. As a rule, yeah, generally speaking. And and in student housing, too, there's a lot of people coming and going and coming and going and coming and going. Friends, neighbors, the police. <laughs> 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 me about the HOA. Now you're on a, you're a board member, right? Uh, yes. So I how did am. that come about? Well, I took over these 10 units. It was kind of a bailout project on 10 units in a property. And that's actually how I met Brian and Kelsey. And, um, yeah, I, I, I've had never dealt with an HOA before. So this is total foreign territory for me. Right. Um, because on my properties, if I want to paint something, I paint it. If I want to tear it out, I tear it out. If I want to renovate it, I renovate. I don't ask permission. So, but yeah, this was a whole new experience for me getting involved with an HOA and I'm like, we have to get permission to fix these problems. Of course you, know? you do. <laughs> this <is> terrible. <laughs> Who are these people? So like, what was your, um, what was your first impression of an HOA, like board and an HOA before you kind of joined and got into being on the board and just being a member of an HOA? I thought we weren't going to talk about politics. I mean, <laughs> Isn't that like it, it is politics? the HOA show. Oh, okay. Politics Sorry. and religion. <laughs> You own all these properties. We, we touched on this a little bit earlier. Uh, you acquired some of these prop ten properties ten, within an association. Ten units in the HOA. Within an HOA, and then I- immediately you weren't put on the board. I think you showed up to a couple meetings, and then how did you get on the board? If, I don't remember that. Okay, okay, yeah. So, so, yeah. So I ended up uh, realizing that th- this property had some issues. By the way, the the comp the, the what do we call it? A property. Yeah. Um, and so I wanted to get involved and find out what was going on because there were some exterior things, you know, inside, I guess you can do what you want. Right. But there were some exterior issues and I, I just wanted to be involved and, you know, I have a background of property management and I wanted to even contribute to help out. I know vendors, whatever. And so I can't remember how I just said, Hey, I'd like to be on the board. And they said, sure, come on. And so that's how I got on there and met you guys and started being involved. So from going from being in property management for 22, 23 years, never having served on an HOA board, but owning property within an HOA and owning student housing, you all of a sudden transition to becoming a board member. So now it's you not just looking over your own properties, you're looking after 50 other homeowners' properties along with yours. Right. What was kind of the shocking moment or the eye-opening moment of, now I'm on a board. This is I was not expecting this as being in a position of authority on an HOA board that maybe, you know, we have a lot of listeners who are have never served on a board, who are in an HOA that might be thinking about joining a board. Just some fun foresight to to joining a board that you thought of before you were on the yeah, board. Yeah, so so one of the things that was most interesting to me, I guess, is that it, it, it's easy to complain. It's easy as a homeowner, a, you know, a renter or whatever to gripe and complain and the trash or this or that or the other but it's not that easy to step up and be on the board that that was kind of what was shocking to me was well, nobody really wants to do this and I, I'm sure different properties are different around 
you know, the nation. So that was interesting to me. Everybody wants to complain, but nobody wants to do the job. So I, I gained a, a large level of respect for board members because there's no pay in it. Yeah. <laughs> no, there's no love or reward. Uh, so I, I really grew to respect those that contribute their time and a lot of time, uh, energy, effort, expertise, et cetera, to, uh, to a board, to an HOA board. So we talk a lot about the unseen heroes within homeowners associations and a lot of them are the board members. Sure. Um, you know, like you said, they, they, it's a volunteer position in a lot of places. It's a volunteer position and they're donating their time that they could be spending at work or with their family or with their friends. And they're spending time to, to give to the community for the betterment of the community. Uh, as property managers, we, we try to help our board members in, in like a board member, board member boot camp of, mm how to be a board member. Here's the protocols. But we often find that a lot of times some board member, an experienced board member who's already on the board will kind of help a new board member out when they come on the board. Did you have any experiences like that of a board member who kind of helped you out or showed you the ropes just so he, here's your title and now you get to make decisions for the community? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Because as, as these discussions ensued regarding this particular property uh, or HOA, um, uh, uh, the board president, I, I really learned the complexity of HOAs and the law. I mean, you know, rules are one thing, but now we, you know, we start talking about the law and, and, you know, our friend would cite chapter and verse of the state code section seven, you know, I mean, I was like, whoa, this is a lot of information, a lot more information now to have to know. And so, yeah, absolutely. That's when you can, it's a blessing to have someone like that on board, uh, any HOA uh, board, and specifically, I'm sure, you know, property managers bring that to the table. But that was eye-opening for me, and that person helped me learn those things and navigate that. All right, we got to talk about our sponsor of the show. It's uh, homecerts.com, your number one source for resale documents, FHA renewals, and reserve studies, instantly downloadable for your convenience, homecerts.com. H-O-M-E-C-E-R-T-S dot com. So we've been talking about student housing with Jason and uh, our what the HOA this week is also a student housing story. Uh, so at a local university, uh, a student was arrested uh, for suspicion that he'd been cooking meth in his college apartment. Uh, but he claims that the suspicious looking equipment that the police confiscated was actually used to make organic soap. Mm-hmm. I didn't know they had the same ingredients. <laughs> According to his attorney, his attorney says he makes organic soaps. He does herbal extracts. He's kind of into the organic chemistry thing. Uh, his roommates were the ones that contacted the cops after they found dubious glassware and chemicals in his usually locked room. Full drug enforcement agency investigation was launched. Uh, they found uh, blister packs of nasal decongestant lithium and a blender with a white powdery substance. Don't think it was booger sugar this time. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> or maybe it was. Uh, digital scales and numerous unknown liquids and powders were also discovered. Uh, so the arrest warrant was issued for the student, but his lawyer still claims that, that he was just making soap. What's the first rule of Fight Club? Do not Don't talk, talk about, about Fight Club. That's right. What's the second rule of Fight Club? Do not talk about there Fight Club. There you go. That's what he was doing. He had Fight Club going on in his dorm room. Is really thinking, what it was. You got to pay I the mean, rent somehow, right? But if he was making soap, his roommates would have known he was making soap. And his Absolutely. roommates are the ones you that turned him in. think so. I and mean, you wouldn't think that he was just like hoarding the soap all to himself. I mean, if you're just making something as innocent as soap, organic you'd soap, you'd be selling it. Or, or you'd be saying to your, your buddies, hey, it. here, I made some organic yeah, soap. Try, try it, out. it out. Check it out. Yeah. Like. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I don't like lithium in my 
organic soap. No. I'm no. more the goat milk kind of girl. Mm. A little that lithium in your coffee work. sounds good. Well, you know, some days I could probably use some lithium in my coffee. I mean, you guys would be the one to ask about that <laughs> if I need it or not. I'm great with caffeine. There you caffeine. Go. More caffeine. Caffeine works for you. No lithium in yours. No. I tried it once, didn't like it. Glad you strayed away. Yeah. All right, that's our What the HOA. Do we laugh or do we cry? One never can tell when it comes to this stuff. All right, so that's going to wrap up our show uh, for this time around. Uh, Kelsey, what do you want to say to the people? Well, we would love to hear your HOA stories. Um, We love to share them on our show, and we always love to get a good laugh and give advice when we can. Um, You can go online to thehoashow.com, or you can send us an email at info at thehoashow.com, and you can share your stories with us, and we'll send you a fun little sticker. Uh, all right, Brian, got anything? I'm great. Have a great week. Thanks for listening. Okay. Mary? Fantastic. Okay. Good week. Uh, so we just wanted to say thanks again to Jason for coming and uh, sharing some stories and talking about student housing with us. Uh, we really appreciate you coming. Booger sugar. There you go. <laughs> Thank you. It was really fun. Thank thanks you. for spending some time with us. Uh, absolutely. This was a blast. All right. That's going to do it for us. Remember, pray for no floods and fires, and we'll see you next time. This is weird. So I walk in, walk around the corner, and there's four dudes sitting at the table cutting up a big pile of booger sugar on the kitchen table. She she took matters into her own hands, and I learned a few days later what Ipecac was. Head in, and oh boy, walked in the door, and it was on. When I say it, <laughs> this is a PG-13 podcast, so...